most of us don't even realize that it's happening. Because, again, remember, sometimes, sometimes it's subconscious, right? The, 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 the way that the subconscious mind works, it works specifically and primarily on things that are habits that are ingrained in us. We, oftentimes, some of my clients come to me, and, they, and I'll ask them, well, how do you feel? And they'll say, they'll have the opposite problem. Maybe they aren't dealing with the feelings. Maybe they're stuck in their head. And, and they'll come to me and they'll say, I'll ask them, well, how do you feel about that? And they'll say, well, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't usually feel. I, I usually, I just think that this, that, and the other. Or it'll have the opposite effect. I'll say, what do you think about this? And they'll say, I don't know. I, I can't describe what I think. I just know how it feels. I know I just don't like it. And I don't know, I don't, things like, things like that. Generally, with the Energy Leadership Index Assessment, it's an attitudinal assessment, and while it's specific to the moment that the person is in and doesn't describe a personality, there's often a primary energy level that's resonating with a person at a specific time. This week on the podcast, we have Jamone Bailey. He talks about energy. Um, It's quite interesting the way that different energies really – make us feel different things, make us believe different things, and uh, and then act on those different things. So we will jump right in and he can kind of explain what he does in his business coaching practice. Well, welcome, Jamon, to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Um, would you like to give us a brief intro and background of who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, I'm a leader's life coach is what I kind of coined myself as. Um, I help leadership professionals and uh, individuals who are emerging leaders or workplace professionals manage their life and workplace stress so they can actually become the type of leader that others actually want to follow, right? Because there's a difference between being a leader and being the type of leader that people actually want to get behind. And so I help leaders and workplace professionals to, uh, to build the kind of skills and leadership capacity in order to do that. Um, that starts with helping them manage their stress. So I kind of focus on helping them overcome the stress gaps that keep them from being the type of authentic person they want to be. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. So when, when they come to you, obviously they're in a pain point. What, what are kind of some of those feelings that they're experiencing? Um, some of those like make or break situations that they're like, wow, I really need to talk to Jamone and just, just figure out what's going on and how I can get out of this stressful situation. What, how do you get them to that, that next step? Yeah, you, usually it's, they're coming to me because um, either they want to progress in their career in some capacity um, or they're, they're wanting to assume some sort of leadership role. And for so long, they've been a kind of contributor. They've been a contributor on the company or on their team or some sort of that nature. And they've been producing as an individual contributor, but they want to move into a greater role where they're leading others. And while uh, they may have some experiences in leadership uh, in some capacity, they want to kind of get a cheat code on how to go further faster. And so what I usually do is help them to start with, it, the process is really th- two, two ways. We start with self-awareness. I help them identify what are the strengths, what are the values they have as a leader, and what are the things that are primarily getting in the way, right, of their leadership capacity. And usually the thing that's getting in the way of people's leadership capacity is usually the stress surrounding leadership. Um, Leadership doesn't really have a core definition. It actually has too many definitions. Leadership can have so many definitions. 
But when it comes down to it, leadership is really just presence. And it's having the type of presence that attracts others to you and inspires others to move towards an ultimate goal. And so there's a lot of stress around inspiring, motivating, uh, winning people towards you to buy into what it is that you want to do. And so I help individuals to manage the stress that's getting in the way of that. And that starts with the assessment that I give called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. Okay, okay. Um, The Energy Leadership Index Assessment is – an attitudinal assessment. It's not a personality assessment like a Myers-Briggs, you know, uh, DISC and so on and so forth, and we do those too. But the Energy Leadership Index Assessment is an attitudinal assessment that helps you understand the thoughts, perceptions, beliefs, whether they're subconscious or conscious, um, that may be affecting your energy, right? Uh, because we know that where you're focus goes that your energy flows. And, um, and, and so many times our energy is focused towards the wrong things because of the perceptions, thoughts, and beliefs that we have about either people, um, projects, or the patterns that are consistent in our lives. So it always starts with self-awareness. Um, that's where we start. Uh, and then we move into self-mastery. That's really habit development, habit formation, and developing the type of habits through coaching that address the triggers that are keeping them from moving what they want to do into what they actually do. Okay. Very cool. I love that. Do you want to tell a story about someone that you worked with that has almost had those stresses and what they, what they were feeling in those situations. And then through that self-awareness and self-discovery, they were able to come on the, come out, come out on the brighter side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I have a couple clients. So, 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 so one of the one of the stories I'll share is uh, a client came to me with uh, a specific goal. They were dealing with a project specifically that they were having. They were being affected by at work, and they were dealing with an individual on their team that was causing them a great amount of stress. Right? It was affecting the outcome of the project. It was affecting the deadlines, their ability to, to adhere to the deadlines, and even get. The, the outcomes that they wanted on the particular project. And so when they came to me initially, they were trying to come to me to figure out how to uh, get past the feelings they had that were keeping them from getting the project needs met, right? They had a team that they had to lead. They had individuals who had specific due outs to them. And the particular individual, which was their actual lead, was somebody that was causing them a great amount of stress. And so when they came to me, initially they thought it was going to be, okay, what are some of the skills, what are some of the steps that I can take in order to identify how to better deliver on this project? And after we took the ELI, one of the things that came out is that the primary cause that was keeping them from delivering on the project is that they were holding on to resentment uh, from a past wound that this individual had afflicted on them that was keeping their energy low and not motivating them towards achieving the goal because they didn't want to accomplish it for the person. It had nothing to do with um, whether or not they had the skill set to uh, follow up on their staff or to delegate responsibility or to hold people accountable. They were completely equipped to do all of those things, and they knew it, but they couldn't motivate themselves <laughs> to do it all. And so what was cha the challenge that they were running into is, was the resentment that they were holding on to that was keeping them from finding the motivation, and it was draining their energy. 
right? So in the energy leadership assessment, it's an assessment that uh, was founded by IPEC. IPEC is the International, International Professional Excellence in Coaching. And so uh, this coaching organization was founded by an individual by the name of Dr. Bruce Snyder. And so Bruce Snyder essentially uh, developed this process of energy leadership, coaching, and the assessment. And through the assessment, there's seven different levels in which we resonate in terms of our energy, right? Yeah. So, so if you're familiar yeah. for, with the fight-or-flight response, right, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's familiar with it. If you took a college course, you know, <laughs> everybody from, you know, from high school psychology mm-hmm. all the way up to a degree in psychotherapy understands what a fight-or-flight response is. Mm-hmm. But what we don't understand about this fight-or-flight response is that there's energy associated with it. Uh, levels one and two in the ELI assessment are associated with catabolic energy, right? Catabolic energy is the energy that's cortisol-producing, uh, adrenaline-producing, and it's the type of energy we use to either fight or to run in a situation. And many times when we are suffer an offense, when somebody stings us, when um, something happens that creates dissonance in us with another person, is that type of energy will generally be the initial response that we feel. Either we feel that we need to defend ourselves from this individual or we retreat and we try to avoid this person altogether, right? Those two energies are what's called catabolic energy, and they are associated with different types of emotional and mental responses in our brain. Rumination, um, resentment is associated with, well, I would say resentment is associated with level two. Level two is the fighter energy. And uh, when, you, when you have a resentment against someone or something, your initial response, if you're not an outward fighter, especially in a corporate environment, you're not going to put your dukes up and go punch somebody. At least I would, at least I would hope you're not going to do that, right? <laughs> but, but what you may do is you may put up invisible gloves that before you go into an encounter with somebody, you have your guard up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, that, and that takes energy. I, I, one of the, this individual, one of the things this individual said to me was that they get home and they feel like, they, they, they've been in a prize fight, like they are completely exhausted, like they, like they have been in a fight all day long with this individual. And you notice the language that people use when they're talking about dealing with a supervisor or somebody, a staff member, who's just causing them frustration, is that they're always fighting with me. I always feel like I have to fight to get something done. I always feel like, um, you know, it's, it's very aggressive language, but that's the language of perception that they have in their mind about the events that they're experiencing. And so that energy drains us. It drains our energy. And so one of the things that I helped this individual to do was to change how they perceived the event so that way they could utilize a different level of energy to move up and get beyond the feelings that they were feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So then what are some of those, um, I know that you talked about words and specific words that they're using. What are some of those words then that you're teaching them to use instead of, I feel like I'm constantly fighting or I feel like my walls are up? Um, that language behind it, what does that look like for um, your coaching practice? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's, that's perfect. Um, see, 
we say things like feel all the time. And when, when we say things like feel, so, so here we go. I, I ask you, hey, what do you, what do you think uh, about Joe and how he handled that situation uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the meeting? And you, you may say, I just feel like Joe didn't do a good job of articulating the client's needs. I feel like uh, he just wasn't in tune with what the client really wanted, and I just don't think he answered the mail. Well, you just didn't describe to me a feeling. You described to me a narrative. You told, you told me what you thought about Joe and what you perceived about the outcome. Feelings are feelings. They're one word. They're emotion. So if you feel something, then it has to describe one specific emotion that's coming from you. And the first thing that we need to, get, we need to be aware of, especially when an individual feels this fighting response, and that, that's where the awareness comes in, is realizing what they're actually feeling, right? So if, if you're in a situation and an individual has somehow stung you in some way and you ask them how you feel about this, instead of giving me the narrative, tell me the emotion. They may say, I felt disrespected. Mm. Got it. Okay disrespected. You felt disrespected. So when you, why did you feel disrespected? And then they give me the narrative, right? And it's from that situation that we can begin to dig into what they perceived and whether or not their perception was a true perception. Uh, Is that perception based on some past experience they've had with the individual? Is that perception based on um, some past experience they've had with some other individual, and now they have their guard up. And so whenever some specific event happens that triggers this emotion that they had before, they immediately take their mind back to the connection that made them feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting awareness about what actually is going on in the mind, what's actually going on in your heart, so that way you can become clear as to what the situation is that you're dealing with so you can begin to move beyond it. And so, so what I'm doing with language is getting clarity on what the feeling actually is so we can address where the feeling started so we can, get, so we can deal with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. You are, you're really getting down to the root cause. Oftentimes problems don't, aren't really problems because they just mm-hmm. simply have the the stigma behind them, like you said, or the feelings behind them, um, and really digging down to say, hey, this is actually not what's occurring. Um, there's some deeper motives behind this uh, feeling. That That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. Awesome. Yeah, and, and, and most of us don't even realize that it's happening. Because again, remember, sometimes sometimes it's subconscious. Right. The, 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 the way that the subconscious mind works, it works specifically and primarily on things that are habits that are ingrained in us. We oftentimes some of my clients come to me and, they, and I'll ask them, well, how do you feel? And they'll say they'll have the opposite problem. Maybe they aren't dealing with the feelings. Maybe they're stuck in their head and, and they'll come to me and they'll say, I ask them, well, how do you feel about that? And they'll say, well, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't usually feel. I, I usually I just think that this, that, and the other. Or it'll have the opposite effect. I'll say, what do you think about this? And they'll say, I don't know. I, I can't describe what I think. I just know how it feels. I know I just don't like it. And I don't know. I don't, things, like, things like that. 
generally with the energy leadership index assessment, it's an attitudinal assessment. And while it's specific to the moment that the person is in and doesn't describe a personality, there's often a primary energy level that's resonating with a person at a specific time. And each one of those levels will either have a mental focus or an emotional focus. Do you ever, you ever notice how sometimes something happens and you don't even have time to think about what is going on in your mind. You just know how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just something you just feel. You just feel dissonance or you feel frustrated or you feel angry about what it is. You're not even sure if you can articulate it clearly. You just know how you felt. Yeah. And oftentimes what that is is that's the feeling level energy, which is either a level four, a level six, a level two, something like that, that's popping up, that's causing this feeling in us. And we don't know how to get back to the thought. So one of the things that I help clients do is a process that I call conscious coaching, right? Um, it's, it's bringing the subconscious habits and thoughts and perceptions into the prefrontal cortex so we can be conscious about the decisions that we're actually making, okay? One of the last human rights is the ability to choose. Right, uh, and man's search for meaning. Um, uh, that's what it talks about. It's one of our last human choices and rights is the ability to choose our responses. And so, what we want to do is we want to help people get back in control of the responses, so that way they're not out of control and being led by reaction. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I love the scientific, like psychology behind that too. That's. With the, the being able to choose rather than just being out of control and choosing mm-hmm. ad hocly versus um, understanding your choice in the process. Yeah. Do, do most of your clients then struggle with that, that almost choosing ad, hoc, ad hocly and not really understanding where, <laughs> where they are choosing it or what choices they are making in the process just because they have those feelings, but then they can't really put a a name to it or some words to how they're feeling? Is that something that they struggle with often? And then they kind of get to that nice area after you are done working with them? Yeah, yeah. So it starts off not being completely clear. That's why the first phase is awareness. Um, And then we move into self-mastery because the first thing we want to do is we want to be completely clear about what we're choosing to do. Um, I have have situations where um, level three energy is the level of uh, rationalization or manipulation, right? So level three energy is the level that has both, um, it, it has both catabolic and anabolic, anabolic, anabolic energy associated with it. Mm-hmm. Anabolic energy is life-giving energy. It's the energy that heals. It's uh, oxytocin. It's, it's, it's estrogen, testosterone producing, and, and it helps to develop connections with individuals and people and situations. And so level three has a bit of both because it's the one that's kind of on the fence. And oftentimes if somebody's primary level of energy is level three, uh, level three oftentimes will take responsibility for their choices. They take responsibility for the actions that they have, um, sometimes even for others, and, and they have ability to have this strong, strong sense of resilience to achieve the things that they want to accomplish. And so oftentimes with level three, what an individual might do is they might make a response, but they'll make a response associated with the level one feeling. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because just because you're experiencing one level of energy, it doesn't mean that the, all the others are absent. You're actually experiencing them all at the same time. It's kind of like like an EQ system. So if you know you got the sound, you got the bass, you got the treble, you got all these things bouncing up and down all the time on the EQ system, that's what you're experiencing when you're going through your normal day of life, when there's not a big stressor or something that stresses you out. But as soon as there's something that stubs the toe, that's that, that, that causes a, some dissonance in you, you have an energetic stress reaction, and one of those levels will spike. And so oftentimes what individuals do is they, that level one might spike based on, for whatever reason, will spike in them, and, and what oftentimes happen is that they feel like they have no control over the situation. And you'll hear a person say things like, there was nothing that I could do, right? There was nothing that I could do. I had no control uh, over this particular situation. And so because there's nothing I can do about it, I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and oftentimes you think, well, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm moving on, but that's not a choice to move on. That's coping. Mm-hmm. That's I have no control and there's nothing I can do. So only thing left is to move on. And that's not the type of energy you want to take into positive action. If, if something happens that there's nothing you can do about it, if you choose, if you choose, despite what's going on, to move in a different direction, then you need to move in that direction with the power and the energy associated with your choice, not, a, not something that's out of your control and you feel you have no other choice. And so it starts with the framing and just becoming clear on what options an individual has. And so as they do that, they move from feeling like they have no control over their actions, behaviors, uh, on, on the things that they feel like they can't do, and now they're making conscious choices to move in a direction they actually want to. And that just becomes, becomes sort of a, uh, a rolling ball, if you will. It's a, it's, it's a snowball effect into other actions. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you want to go through those seven levels of energy a minute? I, I'm really interested in those and kind of like the, the definitions and understanding behind them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so, so we talked about level one a little bit. Level yeah. one is um, the, it's kind of a victim energy. Um, a lot of people don't like that word and that's fine. <laughs> you know, we don't have to like a word in order for it to be, be what it is. Uh, it's not saying that a person is completely powerless. It's just simply saying in that person's consciousness at that particular moment, they feel like it or they think they are, uh, per se, right? And so um, th- that's one of the first ones. Level one is the, the sense of victimization and feeling like you have no control over a situation. Associated with level one are different feelings, right? So we have feelings of powerlessness, obviously. And the core thought around level one is I lose, I'm losing in this situation. Level two is the level of, level of the fighter. It's conflict, okay? Um, uh, there's the, the core emotion with this is anger, um, defiance oftentimes, resentment. Um, and, you know, and so the, the core, you feel like you got to struggle all the time. And life is kind of a struggle. And the core thought around level two is I win, right? You are not going to beat me right? You, you're not going to beat me. I'm going to win. And, and before I kind of move on, I want to say about these energy levels that none of them are either good nor bad. Yeah. Right? Because that's the first thing that we can think is, 
Is it okay if it's level one? That's bad. I don't want that. If it's level two, I don't want to. I don't want that either. Um, it's not about the level you're in. It's about the level you're choosing as a result of the circumstance. Mm, okay. It's about choosing the right type of energy for the situation, right? Because if you're in the middle of a woods and a bear comes to attack you, I don't want you trying to pontificate on the, the on, on the different options as to why the bear might be angry with you. No, I want you to run or I want you to pick something up. So, so that's not time to, you know, to get theoretical and you start, you know, analyzing the bear and the reasons why the bear might be hungry. No, 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 no. We're not, it's not time to come up with solutions. It's time to leave. <laughs> right? so, 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 so you have to choose the right response, right? So it's not good or bad. Le- level three is the level of, again, like I said, manipulator. Sometimes, sometimes it's rationalizer. And, and that's the type of the core thought is responsibility. Um, there's a lot of forgiveness and cooperation associated with level three. And the core thought around level three is I want to win, but you can win too. But I have to win, right? I want to win. I mean, I, you, it's okay if you win. I'm not so upset about you winning with me, but you have to be winning with me. Right. And so that's the core thought around level three. Level four is the level of the caregiver. Um, It is, you know, a lot of concern, compassion, empathy. It's the service um, level. And you find individuals with level four are oftentimes individuals who say you win. Okay. Level four is oftentimes the working mom who has a family and wants to take care of their family, wants to provide, get home in enough time to make sure dinner is cooked. Uh, but then after they get finished dinner, they got to make sure the laundry load is done, and then they got to get back online to finish the proposal so the way that boss is happy too. It's, it's the, it's, it's, and then they're overwhelmed because they're doing so much to take care of everybody else. Right? That's the level of, yeah, that's the level you win. And they're often, obviously, it's a good thing they're focused on others, but sometimes in the midst of that, they can lose themselves. Um, level number five uh, is the level of the opportunist. And I want to clarify with opportunists is that opportunists are not the sense that we think of it. Oftentimes when we think of an opportunist, we think of someone who um, is taking advantage. Okay. Right? But, 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 but it's not someone who's taking advantage. It's someone who sees opportunities and wants to capitalize on opportunities. Think of the person in the office who – oftentimes there's a challenge that's presented and immediately they're seeing options. They're saying, okay, well, this happened, but look at what it, even though it brung down our quarterly numbers, look at the visibility it gave to us with the organization. This is a great opportunity for us to maximize on an offering or service that we've been thinking about showing with them because now we have greater visibility, you know, and so that's, that's someone who's looking for a way to find an opportunity. Okay. And, and so their core thought is we both, win. We can both win in this situation. Despite of what's happened, we can both win in this situation, right? Level six is the level of the, the connector. They're more of the, cre- the visionary, if you would, all right? There's someone who sees out into the distance. They see opportunities for connecting with others. Um, a lot of synthesis and joy, wisdom associated with this level, oftentimes fearlessness, Okay, um, uh, you know, ability to access their intuition and kind of focus on the whole and everything that's kind of going on. And, and their kind of core thought is everybody always wins. 
Like, no matter what's going on, everybody always gets a chance to win. Uh-huh. You know, there's no challenge, no circumstances too bad. Uh, we just got to see where ultimately we're trying to go. And just because we failed in this situation, it's not affecting the ultimate goal. Um, that's kind of level six. And then finally, level seven is the level of the creator. And I don't mean creator just in the sense of somebody who's artistic, right? There's all types of creators. Um, there's all types of people who use creativity um, to accomplish things. Um, But the primary thing associated with creativity at this level is a sense of non-judgment. Judgment runs throughout most all of the levels, and it's usually the thing that's bringing the energy level down, okay? Um, Judgment is something that's completely removed from level seven. An individual has completely no judgment on a situation, and their core, core thought is that winning is an illusion, Right, mm-hmm. win or lose, no, nobody is winning or losing anything. Just because you feel like you won in this situation, maybe your winning caused somebody else to lose. And so, in that sense, as long as we have a win lose mentality, nobody ever gets what they want. Winning is illusion. We need to be creative. We need to pursue uh, excellence and non judgment, complete freedom um, for everybody in every situation. And that's kind of what level seven is about. Most, no one ever gets to level seven at least not in my research. Um, and, and, and that's not even the aspiration, yeah. right? The aspiration is not to get to level seven because then what are we doing? We're, we're attributing judgment to the other levels. Mm-hmm. We're saying that the other levels aren't as good as level seven. Mm-hmm. And that's not a core level seven thought, right? So it's yeah. not about getting yourself to level seven. Uh, it's really about, again, like I said, using the right energy for the right situation. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you went through those and explained them and kind of put some images in my head about what they really are. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any other last thoughts um, or comments about energy and um, how you help others in that process? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so one of the things I, that I, I like to just kind of leave with um, for, for listeners, anybody who's listening and just kind of thinking to themselves, like, where do I fit in in all of this? Where do yeah. I kind of fall? Um, you know, uh, I wonder if, you know, I have, you know, what my energy level is. And oftentimes we want to try to analyze ourselves and try to get there. Um, energy is very fluid. And, and so energy is just energy, one way to say it, is energy in motion, right? So it's emotion. It's, it's the emotions that we feel. And so there's a, there's a concept in, our, in the consciousness coaching process that I usually take my clients through is understanding this very simple concept, all right? Mm-hmm. It's not mine. I didn't make it up. Um, it's something that's just true in life. Uh, and it's just simply this, is that circumstances lead to the thoughts that we think the thoughts that we think lead to the feelings that we feel or the emotions that we have, the feelings or emotions that we feel lead to the actions that we take and our actions bring us our results. So if you, as you're going through a certain situation and you can, and they can, and people can apply this right now. And this is so simple. You can get a piece of paper. You can write C T F A R on a piece of paper and just whatever situation you're kind of going with, think about what it is that you know for sure. Do you know for sure what you feel? Do you know for sure what you're thinking? 
Do you know what the circumstance is or what actions you're actually taking? And you can actually write that down on a piece of paper. Here's the, the circumstance. The circumstance is I got hit in the back um, on a, you know, I got hit, my car got hit in the back on a, at a stop sign, right? That's a circumstance. If you say something like, I got hit in the back of the stop sign by some driver who wasn't paying attention, that's not a circumstance because you've just ascribed a narrative to it. Mm-hmm. You've just ascribed a thought or what you think uh, about what's going on. So a narrative is completely neutral. Put your narrative, what's happened, what do you think about the narrative? What are your thoughts causing you to feel because of that narrative? And what actions are you taking because of how you feel? You're going to see what results you're going to get. And then from that point, you can go back and say, is this thought actually true? How true do I know this thought to be? Right? And you can examine yourself. You can examine your motives, examine your perceptions around what it is that you're actually experiencing so you can get in front of your feelings. See, a lot of times people talk about, like, positive self-talk and things of that nature. I'm not talking about some positive self-talk mumbo-jumbo where you just say what you want as many times as you can until you actually have it happen, right? (laughs) Right, because because you can say whatever you want, but if you don't believe it, you'll never get the benefit from it. Mm -hmm. You can say, I'm a positive person five million times, but if you feel if you don't feel positive, your body is going to say, you are lying to me. I cannot give you the result that you're saying. So so what you're doing with that is you're essentially not trying to, you know, hijack your brain per se. You're trying to get truth out of what's actually happening so you can reframe what it is that your thoughts are leading, your feelings to feel, and your actions to take. And, and so it's something that individuals can do. You can do it right now. You can get out a notepad. It's not something, you know, huge, fancy, you know, system that you got to receive. You can apply it today. And so that would be my last thing is just, just begin to apply today some of the things that we talked about, and, and, and you'll see tons of results uh, even on your own. Awesome. That, yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate for you for saying that. Um, so where can our listeners find you on LinkedIn, obviously, um, but then where else? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn every Wednesday. I post a post called Words Wednesday, and it's usually just some way to help individuals uh, to get through the rest of this week, if that's what I call it. Everybody's <laughs> dealing with workplace challenges, and you're just trying to find some motivation and encouragement to get them through. And so I usually do that on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on my website, uh, www.f. T-L-I-N-Y-O-U. That's follow the leader in you. Um, that is my website, and I'm sure there will be a link or something associated I can give you yes, uh, for your listeners to go through. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, you know, whatever else like that. Uh, or just reach out, you know. Um, one of the things that I oftentimes do with individuals uh, is, is, is usually do quick hot, what I call hot seat calls just if there's something that they're trying to get over if i can help them get through the challenge in 15 minutes then i'll do it if not then we'll set up a call and kind of get through it a little further from there awesome awesome well thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it yeah it's been my pleasure thanks so much for what you guys are doing um you know helping professionals in the workplace is something that 
I don't think we give enough attention to. One of the things that I know about coaching is that oftentimes coaching is something that's relegated specifically to executives and high-level professionals, and I help with a lot of individuals in that way as well. But my real heart is for the person who is in the middle of the pack or trying to get there and helping people to be prepared before they ever have to roll into some sort of executive role. Awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.